I'm Larry Souder, and welcome to Souder and Friends. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. How do you do, everybody? How do you do? So we known as Jones and had of all of you. We're two loafers now instead representing Casey Red. How do you do? It was known as the Golden Age of Radio, the period of time in the 1930s and 40s when radio was at its peak of popularity. During that time, American families would assemble in the living room and gather around a large piece of furniture with a glowing dial and be mesmerized by what they heard. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million, could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents X, 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 X minus, 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 minus one. The makers of Instant Chase and Sanborn Coffee present the Charlie McCarthy Show. Radio was a family medium, and it held its listeners' interest with imagination. Radio was the theater of the mind. Fiery horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. I had one of those old radios. It was a big, wooden, dark brown box about three and a half feet tall. It had a light brown cloth speaker grill on the bottom half and a large horizontal tuning indicator on the top and would pick up American AM signals as well as shortwave. Well, one day it went on the blink. It just quit. So I put it on my shoulder like a large boombox and headed to the shop of an old radio collector. As I entered the shop, I hit the door frame with my large radio. But when I stepped inside, it was like stepping back in time. Hi there. Hi. My radio's on the blink. I understand you fix our radios here. Yes, sir. We sure do. Can you help me? Well, we've helped a lot of other people. I'm sure we can fix you right up. What do you got over here, anyhow? Lots of things. Victrolas, radios, record players of all types. That's Dean Bush, and his collection of radios and vintage phonographs range from the early Edison cylinder record players to desktop cathedral-shaped radios to an expensive floor model radio called the Earl. 19 and 26, this would be considered the Cadillac of radios. In 19 and 26, this radio sold for $412. The same quality radio now, you can buy it at the dime store for $3 and a half. And why does he collect old radios? I guess the reason that I collect them is probably to help preserve history. I am a member of the county's historical society and we have used my equipment uh, to put on a historical show. But probably the main reason is somebody has to collect them. Another one of the items in Bush's collection is an old hand-crank phonograph that still plays. Now this machine is uh, the first one that Edison made with a volume control on it.
That volume control consisted of a padded ball that could be pushed in and out of a speaker horn to change the volume. But what was wrong with my radio? Okay, let's just see if we can determine what's wrong with these. Usually something pretty simple. Not usually this simple, but I believe that's your problem. That was putting pressure against your speaker cone. That's it, huh? That's it. Well, it turned out that what was putting pressure on the speaker cone was an old shoe. After removing it, the radio sounded something like this. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I left the shop with a big old radio on my shoulder, happy to meet a man helping to preserve a bit of history and a memory from the past. While imagination helps us to visualize an old radio program, it's our faith that allows us to see Jesus. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I'm Larry Sounder, and that's Sounder and Friends.